This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, this is going to be the best hour you listen to all week. It's not the bad news. It's not the uh, agenda-driven news trying to make you feel bad for your values. We're very proud of our Christian conservative values. The whole show is sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. We're the public policy think tank working to enhance public understanding of the most important issues related to faith, family, and freedom. My name is Jeff Hunt. I'm the chief wagon boss of this operation. You know, we focus on a lot of different things at the Centennial Institute, and I want to invite you to get involved with it. We do research. We analyze public policy options. We're down at the state capitol lobbying. We sponsor seminars, conferences. The biggest one, the Western Conservative Summit. Tickets now on sale June 9th and 10th at the Colorado Convention Center. There's also a great youth conference that runs right before the Western Conservative Summit where we are preparing statesmen and stateswomen. I'm going to talk a little bit with Mike Lynch, who's the House Minority Leader, about what it means to be a statesman. I had a good friend give a speech out in Washington, D.C. that struck me on this. He talked about the difference between an activist, a statesman, and a politician. I'm an activist. People often ask me, am I ever going to run for office? Probably not. I like to just throw big ideas out there and principles and, uh, and you know, serving constituents and making that a priority is what really is key to being a statesman. And in the studio with us is Damon Sider, who is a graduate of Colorado Christian University, who now works down at the Capitol, and we're trying to prepare statesmen at Colorado Christian University. Damon, how did CCU help prepare you for your job? Now, you serve the House Minority Leader. First of all, say what your job is. Sure. It's on your name tag there, but (laughs) tell the people here. And then what does it mean to be a statesman? Sure. Yeah. um, So I'm the Deputy Communications Director down in the House Minority Office, uh, serving Mike Lynch, serving the Republican Caucus. Um, it's been an honor to do that, and um, and I have to thank CCU and the Centennial Institute because I, I spent a year there as well, um, building up um, the not just political theory, which any school you can learn from, but really how to put into practice that theory in the political world um, and to send out godly people uh, to, to change the world for the better in political space. Um, I know a lot of Christians are kind of scared you know, we can't be involved in politics, um, but that's just not true. Uh, you got to get out there, whether that's you serving, um, you know, it, as a running for office or your school board or um, volunteering. Uh, and those are the kind of things that Colorado Christian University taught me and, and taught a lot of people that I'm there with. Uh, I feel like every week we get more interns and aides <laughs> from CCU. Um, and so it, it's just great to see it growing. Yeah, we're preparing students, a strategic priority at Colorado Christian University to prepare students for significant leadership in government. That doesn't just mean being elected, right? That's an important role, but we need good Christian conservatives working at the DMV, working down at the Veterans Affairs offices, working in a deputy communications director. What does your average day look like? <laughs> Do you wake up and look up at Twitter and just make sure, hope that your boss isn't trending in a bad way? <laughs> well, with this boss, I don't have to worry about it. He's pretty good about it. But, um, you know, we wake up in the morning, you know, me and the other comms, um, people, we were, you know, this morning we had an interview um, at 6 a.m. We were listening into that to make sure everything was good, everything uh, stayed on topic, and uh, if anything needed to be done afterwards, then we would focus on that. Uh, you would come to the office, kind of prepare before 
uh, the representatives head to the floor. If they're going to give a speech, if they're going to um, have an, uh, a bills coming up, give a tribute, that kind of thing. We want to know about it. We want to help them craft those messages um, so they can say what they want to say um, kind of the right way. Um, and so we help them with that. Um, you know, we're, we do interviews like this. We do interviews uh, back at the Capitol, uh, which is always a pleasure. I'm, we're on booking radio um, with, with people in this network. So um, those are a lot of things we do, some speech writing, press releases, and social media, which I was just telling the producer, Jamie Urker, that uh, I learned that skill being the social media coordinator at Centennial Institute uh, the last couple years I was there. So um, those skills are transferring, just how Centennial and CCU is preparing you for the real world. And David, we don't only just prepare you academically. We talk about a conservative life, living a conservative life, and you are a man on a track, fast track to getting <laughs> married. That's right. So to say just briefly uh, a little bit about your fiance and when you're getting married. Sure. Well, you know, I, I guess I'd be remiss to not uh, shout out my fiance, Kim, but and say CCU, I guess, also set me up for that, um, getting married in May. Um, the important stuff. The really right. important stuff. That's right. That's right. And, and just living a godly-centered life, um, no matter what your career is. Uh, you know, living a godly life doesn't mean you're the president. It doesn't mean you're the pastor. It could just mean God has put you in the spot you're in uh, and doing that to your the fullest potential um, and, and raising a godly family. And so I'm honored that um, I get to, to take on that task in three months. Be praying for me because it's stressful <laughs> time to... To, to take on that responsibility. But um, so, yeah, we're, we're very excited, though. So I appreciate it. That's great. All right. Representative Mike Lynch, minority leader at the House of Representatives here in Colorado. Tell me what it means to be a statesman down there. As you're working, you know, oftentimes we think of politicians and you do have to get elected. But what does it mean to be a statesman in your role in this cycle down at the state legislature? Yeah, well, um, you would you would think that everybody uh, would would take on that task uh, of being a statesman, and, and really, and this is what I tell my caucus: say, okay, guys, the election's over, you won, you know, congratulations or not, you won, you're part of the the the, the biggest super minority ever, <laughs> um, but pack up that pack up that box, pack up that hat, that that sign, put it away. And, and then figure out what you can do for your district. And, and, and also, just so you know, you represent not just your party, you represent anybody who lives in that district. Hmm. And that's really hard in this in current environment that we see politically for people to, to, to do that. Um, I, I, have, I have pushed through legislation that was from a, a hardcore Democrat, but it was the right thing to do, uh, I think is converted now but uh <laughs> but that wasn't my goal my goal was to make sure that that need as long as it fit within my principles right uh you never you never leave your principles out of it you you always have to look yourself in the mirror and say did i do the right thing um but but have a bigger picture of what am i doing for my geographical area and whoever lives there uh that's hard especially now that we see uh this crazy political environment that we're in that is super partisan uh, and 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 then also, it, I, I believe to be a statesman, you you have to seek out the the, the problems that you can fix for and, and figure out how to get them done. Right, uh, you're, you're not going to get anything done if you sit in the corner and say I'm mad at you because you passed a nasty abortion bill. It uh, it's not not going to happen. Um, you have to figure out how can I do good with the material I'm given, and sometimes that's somebody that you have a hard time. 
um, a hard time agreeing anywhere else on, but to say, look, this is something we can do for the people of the state. Uh, and and that, that takes a lot of a lot of deep breaths, a lot of, mm. oh, okay, all right, I've got to, I've got to uh, uh, get something done here, even though um, I, I know that outside of this building, this is, you know, an, an arch political enemy. Um, and being able to, to 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 understand that person too, right? And understand, like we talked about before, that they really do believe in their heart of hearts, as much as I believe that Jesus died on the cross, they believe that what they're doing is right. And and you have to you have to have a certain level of respect for that level of intensity on their side. You don't have to respect that position, but understand that they're coming from a place. Uh, with as much emotion and intention as I have, um, and and how can I channel that to get something good done for the state? And I think there's an important role for conservatives down there where, you know, this is kind of a saying we have at the Centennial Institute. If there's a bad bill out there, we don't want to amend it so that it ends up passing, right? Uh, a bad bill that would never pass, we don't want to amend it that it, somehow it may find its way passing. Right. But if we know... For a fact that that bill has the votes, it's going to move forward. Well, gosh, what can we try to get the worst edges, the sharpest edges off on some of it so that it doesn't harm as many people as it possibly could? I mean, there's and see, there's a negotiation process. Does Do the Democrats allow you to come in and negotiate? Do, do you have an open relationship with the Speaker of the House or do, are they just kind of on a we're going this direction and uh, you guys can sit there and stare at your thumbs? Well, we're three weeks in, so it's all happening right now. <laughs> right, so we have not we have not got into the big battles. Um, that's what I've been assured would happen. Uh, we'll see as it goes mm-hmm. as it goes forward. Um, but I would I would say with with the current leadership that's there on the majority, th- th- at least they're starting at the right place. Um, I mean, I'll, and I'll give an example of that on on gun legislation. Uh, the majority leader has mandated to uh, her caucus that they must have some pro second amendment organization part of their stakeholding which i did not they did not have to do that uh, but they've but they've done that now uh, we've got to make sure that so it's my job to make sure that those people are the most effective in in persuading them to move that thing in the right direction that they can um so yeah i they they also realize that that the republicans that are there even though there's only 19 of us Every single one, to a T, has has done something outside of that building. Is not a politician. Um, I mean, there. I th- I think majority of my caucus say I could take this or leave it, and that's a good statesman because they don't care. They want to do good things, and and the and the makeup of the 19 members of the Republican caucus is impressive. It is people that have that have been accomplished outside of that building. Um, the other side can't say that. They've they've got people that I that go. Wow, that person looks familiar. Why is that? Oh, it's because they were an aide two years ago, <laughs> right? Uh, and and the, and they've just lived within that world. Um, so we've got a great set of folks. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Representative Mike Bronze Buckle Lynch because he's a belt buckle maker at the Western Heritage Company. If you go to westernheritage.com, really some beautiful belt buckles there. Uh, grew up the son of a U.S. forest ranger, traveled around, was in the Army for 11 years. But I'm going to ask him a little bit about kind of the state of politics as it relates to special interest groups and what I see down at the state capitol where I see really big organizations that don't reside here in Colorado influencing 
our public policy. So we're going to continue this conversation. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute.